Romans, the eighth chapter. We're going to be reading the the same uh, three verses that we've read probably for the last couple of weeks. We're going to, as I said, we're going to point out and bring out something that I hadn't talked too much about as we've looked at this. But Romans 8, verses 12 through 14, I'll be reading from the New King James Version this morning. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God of God. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we give thanks and I pray, Lord, you would just pour out your spirit upon us. Father, every one of us in here needs wisdom from you. And so, Father, may we ask, Lord, grant us wisdom according to your word. So, Lord, speak to everyone this day the word, the message that you would have for them. Let us all know more of who you are. Let us all know more of who Christ is. Let us all know more of who we are as we will one day stand before you. So help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we've been working through uh, the the book of Romans, and last Sunday we focused on the the portion of verse 13 that spoke of, by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. And we talked of how this is a call to action for those who are led by the Spirit to the born-again believer, those who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the true child of God, be putting to death the deeds of the body, or in other words, be killing sin. And be killing sin, not solely of our own strength, because if we try and we endeavor, and if all our striving is only in our own strength, we will fail. This must be done how? According to the Spirit. By the Spirit, be killing sin. In 1 Peter, let, let's go there, 1 Peter 2 and verse 1. 1 Peter 2, verse 1. 2, verse 1, it says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Now, I bring that up because that, that Greek word, and again, I'm not a Greek scholar. I go to commentaries and, and Greek dictionaries to look this stuff up. Uh, that Greek word, laying aside, apotheonami, to put away, to cast off, to lay aside, to put to death. Okay? By the Spirit, be killing sin, be killing these things, malice, deceit. Hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. Now let's go to James, first chapter, verse 21 and 22. James 1, 21 and 22. Therefore, lay aside, here's the same Greek word, the same Greek word, cast off, lay aside, put to death, put away. Therefore, lay aside, all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, 
and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So see, if we're not laying aside these things, if we're not putting them to death, if we're not killing them, we are deceiving ourselves. Do you see that? We're deceiving ourselves. We are believing a lie if we believe these things are okay. And if we're not killing those and putting them aside in our lives. Let's go to Hebrews 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. You, you, know, you know these verses. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, let me pause there. Who's this great cloud of witnesses? Well, read chapter 11. And you will know who this cloud of witnesses is. This is those who believed God and had faith in God and trusted Him, you see. And we have them as an example to look to in the Old Testament. We have them to go to and look to. It says, therefore, since, we, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, here it is again, lay aside, cast off, put off every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Cast off, put aside, be putting to death the sin that is keeping us from faithfully running the race that God has set before us. Do we see that? By the Spirit be doing these things. And... And understand this, and we talked about this last Sunday. Though it is by the Spirit, we as born-again believers must be engaged. We are not to have the attitude, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to just sit back. I'm going to let go, let God. No, that's, that's not how this works. We're, we are called to be what we, we sang about the soldier in the army this morning in one of the old hymns. We are a part of this. We must be a soldier in the army of God. And we looked last Sunday at Ephesians 6 and talked a bit about putting on the whole armor of God so that we might be able to stand when the schemes of the world, the flesh, and the devil come against us. And we know that in Christ the war has been won. Amen. Ultimately, the war has been won. We know that in the end, we will stand victorious in Christ. But while we are yet here on planet Earth, walking around in these mortal bodies, we must be engaged in putting to death the deeds of the body. Can I get an amen to that? Because it's true. Be putting to sin the deeds of the body, the sin that so easily ensnares us. And I could ask every one of you to think about what your sin is, that thing that easily trips you up and ensnares you. We've all got something. I'd almost guarantee you that. There, there's something that, that there is a weakness there that, that we are still fighting, fighting, fighting to overcome. What is that sin that ensnares us? And, and we read again last Sunday that heart's cry from Paul from Romans 13 to be equipped for battle, to not grow weary, to not be lax, apathetic, but rather to be equipped for battle. And that's uh, Romans 13 verses 11 through 14. 
Romans 13, 11 through 14. And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Perhaps there's some who are in a spiritual slumber. That's what he's talking about. It's time to wake up, child of God. It's time to get back in there. It's time to stand. That now it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness. There's that same as laying aside. It's the same Greek word. Cast off the works of darkness. Lay aside, put away, put to death the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly. Walk properly. You know, for those who have been following along in our Wednesday night study on James, you'll know uh, from listening to Alistair's sermon that he talked about properly. Properly. That, that we would come before God in a proper manner, that we would ask God for wisdom so that we might face the various trials of life, but we must ask properly, and that is in true faith without doubting. When we come to God... And we ask for wisdom, we come to Him in true faith, not doubting. Not doubting that He is more than able to grant what His Word has promised. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. You see, we're we're to be casting off these things, laying these things aside, putting these things to death. Do you see that? And it's over and over and over in in, in the Word of God. Verse 14, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Now, now when I read that, there's the, the scripture in Romans six comes to mind, doesn't, doesn't it? You make no provision for the flesh uh, for for the flesh in Romans six verses twelve and thirteen. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust, and do not present your members as instruments of righteousness to sin. You see, doesn't that sound like make no provision for the flesh? But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. And understand when it's talking about members, we we know what that's talking about, right? It's talking about our hands, talking about our feet. It's talking about our eyes. It's talking about our mouth. It's talking about these members of our body. So how do we prepare? How can we be equipped for battle? Again, we know this must be done through the Spirit or by the Spirit. Now, I'm going to ask this. What is the weapon of the Spirit? Say it. It's it's a sword. Ephesians 6, verse 17. I take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, Now, hang on right here. Because understand this, to kill sin in our lives, to fight the good fight of faith, we must, we must be taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the Bible. We must. Child of God, can you see that? Do we understand that? Can we get a grip on that? We are by the Spirit to be putting to death the deeds of the body, to be killing sin by the Spirit, and the weapon of the Spirit is the Word of God. 
How important is our Bibles? In the fight of faith, we must fix our gaze, set our minds. Kevin talked about it in the opening last Sunday. Set our minds. Fix our minds. Set our gaze to things above. Set our minds on the Word of God. We must be in the Word of God. Uh, when we can pick it up, a lot of times, if, especially if we're on a road to St. Louis or something, we listen to 91.5 Bot Radio. Some of you may listen to that have a lot, a lot of good preachers on there. And, and their motto, I guess you'd call it a motto, is getting the Word of God into the people of God. And I thought that is good because I need that. You need that. We need to get the Word of God in us. In us. And how do we do that? How do we get the Word of God in us? Read it. Read it. Meditate on it. That, that's, well, it's just too simple. No, it's not. Well, I guess it is, but you just read it. You read it. And I believe it is something that we must discipline ourselves to do. We need a plan. We need a plan. Because, again, listen now, listen. If you go away from this sermon, well, he's talking about reading the Bible. Okay, I know, I know, I know. I need to read the Bible more. And Well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to read the Bible more. I know I need to. And you walk away from here without some kind of plan. You're going to say, well, I'll do it sometime. I'll, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do it. And you get up in the morning, well, I'm running a little late. Uh, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Comes quitting time, either from job or or school or whatever it may be. And, and okay, well, I got I got to take care of this. I got to do this. I got these things I got to get done. I got to do these things. And, and we all have things we have to do, don't we? But I don't have time now. I got to take care of all these things. And then the next thing you know, you're laying in bed. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. We must discipline our bodies. We must discipline ourselves to be sure that we're in the Word. To be sure that we're in the Word. We, we need a, a plan, a, a disciplined approach, if I could say it that way. I think I mentioned Barb and I to have a disciplined approach to, to make sure we're reading in the Bible. We are using, and, and you know, I, I, some of the preachers I look, like to listen to and to read, and John Piper has a, um, it's a read through the Bible in a year Bible. And it's just, it gives you the date and you just, and, and you're a, uh, Oh, who'd I say? I said Piper. No, it is MacArthur. Thanks. Thank you. I get my Johns mixed up. Uh, but but it is it is MacArthur, and he has his study notes and things in in here, and it it has a you start out with a portion from from uh, uh, the Old Testament, then you read from the Psalms, then you read from the Proverbs, and then you read from the New Testament, and if you follow this every day. In a year, you've gone through the Bible, the whole Bible, at least once. And I think that's good. That's good. And, and, and if we miss a day, which happens, 
we double up the next day or when we can to get caught back up so we can keep going, keep going. And so we need a disciplined approach. We need to either have a set time or a set place or something. And, and understand this. For everybody, everybody listen now. This is for the younger ones too. If you're a child of God, if you're born again, if you profess faith in Jesus Christ, you need to be in the Word too. This is not just for the old folks. If you profess Christ as Lord, if you profess that you are a born-again child of God, you need to be in His Word. And parents of, of Christian children, help them. Help them to establish a plan or a routine. Have family Bible time together. And get a... Uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to having a, a children's Bible that's perhaps a little more on their level, if you say that. Uh, when... when uh, our kids were little. We had the, the little children's Bible that had the pictures and would tell the story. And, and perhaps I would read some from, from the Bible that I had. And then uh, we would we'd take that picture book and, and we'd share the story and go through it. And, and they were getting Bible time. And so have a plan and help them to have a plan that we might be killing sin by the Spirit with the sword of the Spirit. Do we understand how important that is? If we're going to kill sin by the Spirit, we must use the weapon of the Spirit. Now, we read First uh, Peter 2, 1 earlier. Let's add uh, verse 2. So First Peter 2, 1 and 2 now. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, and now here's verse 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word, why? Why? Why do I need to be in the Word? That you may grow thereby. Desire the Word of God. We should, as children of God, hunger and thirst for it. It, it, is, our, it is our food to sustain us, to help us as we face spiritual battles every day. And, and last Sunday, uh, we also used a verse from First Peter, remember, that, that talked about um, those lusts that war against the soul. That was First Peter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So Peter states this is a condition of war or a battle. And so in regard to that, let's now go to 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, and this flesh is the mortal body. Okay? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. You know, we, we can't fight sin as a, as a boxer, flesh against flesh. That's not how this works. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not of the flesh, that's carnal, not of the flesh here, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. In other words, destroying stronghold. And I would ask that question, what's the stronghold that's in your life? What is the sin that so easily ensnares you? There's your stronghold. And there's a weapon to kill those things. Is there not? There's a weapon to kill those things. 
and it's the Word of God. Uh, so casting down arguments, now th- this casting down, it's not that same word as laying aside. I thought perhaps it was, and when I looked it up, it was different. And it's even stronger. It's even stronger. Casting down arguments. This is even stronger. It means to utterly demolish with violence, destroying arguments. Now, last week I read, and, and this quote was from Piper, uh, there is a mean streak to authentic self-control. Perhaps you'll remember, as if you were here, of, of us talking about, there's a mean streak to putting to death the deeds of the body. And, and not a mean streak toward people. Never a mean streak toward people, but a mean streak toward the sin that so easily besets us. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every every lofty opinion, every lie, anything that is brought up that is contrary to the Word of God, that is in disobedience to the Word of God, the knowledge of God. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I know I read this passage. It seems like every few months we bring this back up. We're to take every one of those lies, every false thought, take it captive and make it submit, make it obedient. Bring it under submission and the control of Christ and the Word of God. So we need the Word of God. It is the weapon of the Holy Spirit so that we might be about the business of killing sin in our lives. And I know I'm saying what should be obvious, isn't it? Should be obvious to the child of God. We need to be in the Word. Perhaps this is just a, just a reminder, a wake-up call to that very thing. Because in a time when the godliness of this world is ever increasing, and I think we could all agree to that, it's always been bad, uh, and I guess there's nothing new under the sun, but it's so easily available and out there, the, the ungodliness that's in the world. And so it is ever more important that we heed the Word of God. Amen? Ever more important that we heed the Word of God. In Psalms 119, verse 105, you know this. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We need the Word of God. We need it. We need it. 2 Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Word of God. Scripture. See, when we neglect the Word of God, we are neglecting the very thing that we need to help us in our spiritual battle, in our battle against sin, in our fight to be putting to death the deeds of the body, to be killing sin. The Word of God is there to convict us, to teach us, and to lead us in righteousness. We go back to Psalms 119, verses 9 and 10. If you 
if you turn there, just hold a finger there. We're going to be coming back there in just a couple of minutes. Psalms 119, verses 9 and 10. Listen to this. How can a young man cleanse his way? How can any of us cleanse our way? By taking heed according to your word. God, your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. You know, in the old hymn we sang this morning, Come Thou Fount, prone to wander, prone to leave the God I love. May we not wander away from the commandments, the word of God. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So let us not cast aside the Word of God. Let us treasure the Word of God, hiding it in our hearts so that we might not sin against Him. That's verse 11 in, in Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 11. Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Committing Scripture to memory is a good thing. Because at a moment's notice, you can pull that up in your mind at just the right time that you need it. And, and, I, and I know at, at this stage, I can't remember like I used to. There's that word, used to. Uh, Randy, we've talked about that, I think. Used to, there's that word. Can't do what I used to. Can't remember like I used to remember. And... uh but I do know this, I've got this. And I've got little notes and I've got little things highlighted. And if, if, I, if I forget, okay, now where was that? I used to know where that was. That, that I can look and I can look those things up. So we need it. We need the word hidden in our heart, memorized verses. Teach your kids, have, have memory verses for them. The word of God is our source of strength. It is our the very food for our souls. In Job 23, verse 12, we're just going to read some verses here just talking about the Word of God as we close out this morning. The Word of God is our source of strength. In Job 23, verse 12, I have not departed from the commandment of His lips, of God's lips. I have treasured the words of His mouth more than my necessary food. May we hunger after the Word of God even more than we hunger after the food that we need. In Matthew 4, verse 4, this is Jesus, but He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We need the Word. Because in this world, when there's so many lies and deceptions and things that are out there, we need a word of absolute truth. And that's the Word of God. And in any conversation that I have with someone who brings up all this garbage that's out there, and, and they'll say something about, well, how do, we, how do you know that's right? Or how do you know this isn't right? Well, I know because I have faith and I believe in this, the Word of God, and it is truth. And it is the one and only absolute truth. And so anything that I'm going to say in this conversation I'm going to have with you is going to be based upon that. 
John 17, 17. Jesus asking of God the Father, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So God's word is eternal. It's true. It, it, it never changes. It is always relevant. It is. Well, the Bible, that's just old. That's old stuff. It's not, it's not relevant today. Yes, it is. It is. It's always true. It's a firm foundation for the time that we live. Psalms 119 again. Verse 160. The entirety of your word is truth. From Genesis, first verse, to Revelation, the last verse, the entirety of his word is truth. And every one of your righteous judgments endures forever, never changes, endures forever. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is pure. The ESV version says every word proves true. Every word proves true. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Every word of God is pure. It is truth. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. In Matthew 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. In Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to God. I've got a couple quotes I just want to read because as I read these, I thought, well, that's good. And many of you have read some of A.W. Tozer's works. We have some of his books in the library. And I recommend those to you. And he said, the word of God, well understood and religiously obeyed, is the shortest route to spiritual perfection. And we must not select a few favorite passages to the exclusion of others. (laughs) nothing less than a whole Bible can make a whole Christian. We need the Word of God from cover to cover. That's that's why I like this Go Through the Bible in a Year program. I think that's good, from cover to cover. That's why we take a book in the Bible, we start at verse 1, we go through the whole book. We're not going to pick and choose the verses we want to preach on from that book in the Bible. We want to cover every verse of it as we go through it. Charles Spurgeon said this, The word of God is like a lion. You don't need to defend a lion. All you have to do is let the lion loose, and it will defend itself. That's good, isn't it? (laughs) You don't have to defend a lion. All you have to do is let the lion loose, and it will defend itself. You don't have to defend the Bible. It defends itself. Just claim it as absolute truth. And just stand firmly upon that, regardless of what people, oh, that's just junk, that's just a bunch of made-up fables. No, it's absolute truth. In any conversation, anything we're going to talk about from here on out in this conversation, just know my part's going to be based on that Word of God, because it's truth. One more, John Knox. The Word of God is like a hammer that shatters the rock of our resistance 
and a fire that consumes our resistance. The Word of God, if we would go to the Word and let it be that mirror that it would show us who we are, and it will, and it will break down any resistance that we have to following Christ as we should. It will help break down those sins that easily ensnare us. The Word of God. Jesus said this to a woman that shouted from a crowd in Luke 11, verse 27 and 28. And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the woman that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. And here's what Christ said in response to that. But he said, more than that. No, more than more than Mary. He, he didn't exalt Mary, did he? No, he said, no, no, more than that. More blessed than that. More blessed than her. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. We need the Word of God. Amen? We need to hear it. We need to read it. We need to write it in our hearts. We need the Word of God. It is the sword of the Spirit which we desperately need every day to kill the sin that comes to us that is in our life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for Your Word. And I pray, Lord, that, that this would help me, that this would help all of us to understand how desperately we need to be reading Your Word. We need it. We have to have it. Without it, we grow weak. We, it's, it makes us strong. It is that sword that the Spirit uses to help us in our spiritual walk, in the spiritual battles that we face. And so, Father, help us to know that. Help us, Lord, to, to make a plan to be, to be disciplined about being in Your Word, whether that's setting a particular time or a particular place or, or a, a particular approach to Bible reading or, or, or just have a time to pick it up and just open it up and say, well, here, I'm going to start here. Have something, Lord. Help us to have something that we can be in Your Word. And Lord, as we study Your Word and we read Your Word and we hear Your Word preached, Lord, I pray that, that a lot of these verses that, that we read over and over and over again, perhaps from Sunday to Sunday or week to week or month to month, Lord, that they are becoming ingrained in us, that they are becoming hidden in our heart so that, so that when the trials come or when the temptations come, we have the Word of God which, with which we can come back in response to that trial or that temptation. So, Father, help us to learn more from Your Word. Help us to submit to You in all things and be led by the Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.